Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Mo Shwununu. Today, we bring you a special holiday edition of the podcast, what we like to call the Mo You Know, where we take a deeper dive into one topic. Today's focus, a closer look at the history and origins of Juneteenth Day. It includes the story of Opal Lee, who is now 96 years old and walked for hundreds of miles to make Juneteenth Day a federal holiday. While it was celebrated locally for decades, it did not become a federal holiday until just 2021. It's seen as a second Independence Day of sorts for many Americans who did not get their freedom with the country at its founding. Please take a listen and send us an email over at info at mo.news with suggestions for future topics for this format. Also, if you can, please consider supporting us by joining Mo News Premium. I'm so grateful to all of you who have already joined the Mo News team by joining Mo News Premium. You can do that over at mo.news slash premium. It'll allow us to continue to do what we're doing on all the platforms, the newsletter, Instagram, YouTube, and this podcast, and continue to grow the account. Also, by joining Mo News Premium, you know you're supporting independent journalism and supporting what we're trying to do here at Mo News. Again, you can do that over at mo.news slash premium. With that said, here's today's episode. It is a significant day in American history that has gone under the radar for a major part of the country for decades. Juneteenth, short for June 19th, marks the day in 1865 when federal Union troops arrived in Galveston, Texas to announce that all enslaved people were to be immediately freed. What many people don't know is that that 1865 announcement actually came a full two and a half years after President Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. We all remember the Emancipation Proclamation as the document that declared all enslaved people in Confederate states in rebellion against the Union shall be, quote, forever free. President Lincoln signed the document back on January 1st, 1863, and yet black Americans were still in bondage more than two and a half years later in places like Galveston, Texas. So what happened? In reality, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't instantly free all enslaved people in 1863. The proclamation only applied to places under official Confederate control and not to rebel areas already under Union control or slaveholding border states. Remember, Texas had been its own independent country just decades earlier and always prided itself on independence. As of 1863, Texas had not been defeated yet in the Civil War, and white people in the state felt that slavery was key to the future of their economy. So through all of 1863, 1864, And through the summer of 1865, slavery continued in territories and states like Texas, where there was no large-scale fighting or significant presence of Union troops. Many enslavers from other Confederate states like Tennessee, Arkansas, and Louisiana had also moved there, viewing it as a safe haven for slavery. There was no Union Army presence there, and therefore they could continue the practice. So the Civil War then comes to a close in the spring of 1865. General Robert E. Lee and the Confederate military surrender in April. The final battle is fought in May, as it takes weeks for word to travel around the country that the war is actually over. The next month, in June 1865, Major General Gordon Granger arrives at Galveston Island, Texas. He has the mission to inform all of Texas's 250,000 enslaved people that they were free. It was called General Order No. 3. It was brief and pretty clear. Granger and his men inform everyone that, quote, the people of Texas are informed that, In accordance with a proclamation from the executive of the United States, all slaves are free. It effectively states that black Americans are equal to white Americans, and Granger's men inform everyone around Texas that they should have the same rights. 
Our first African-American vice president, Kamala Harris, discussed that during the Juneteenth law signing in 2021. For more than two years, the enslaved people of Texas were kept in servitude. For more than two years, they were intentionally kept from their freedom. For more than two years. And then on that summer day, 156 years ago, the enslaved people of Texas learned the news. They learned that they were free and they claimed their freedom. It was indeed an important day. But still freedom would not immediately come to all black slaves in states like Texas. Some slaveholders would hide the news, forcing black people to continue to labor under the oppression of ruthless enslavers and unscrupulous plantation owners for months and even years later. It would take until December of that year in 1865 for slavery to formally be abolished in America with the ratification of the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. And so the following year, in 1866, freed men in Texas organized the first of what became the annual celebration of Jubilee Day on June 19th, effectively the first Juneteenth Day. In the ensuing decades, Juneteenth commemorations feature music, barbecues, prayer services, and other activities as black people migrate from Texas to other parts of the country and the Juneteenth tradition spreads. More than a century later, in 1979, Texas becomes the first state to make Juneteenth an official holiday. Several other states would follow them through the years. Fast forward to 2016 and the story of Opal Lee, an 89-year-old Texas woman who made it her mission for Juneteenth to become a federal holiday. She began a walk from her home in Fort Worth, Texas, to the nation's capital, walking two and a half miles each day to commemorate the two and a half years it took black people in Texas to actually get their freedom. In a recent interview with CBS News, this is how Lee described her mission. I um, decided that maybe if a little old lady, 89 years old, in tennis shoes, walking from Fort Worth to Washington, somebody would pay attention. Lee ended up delivering a petition to the nation's capital that had more than one and a half million signatures calling for a federal Juneteenth Day. A couple years later, with the Black Lives Matter movement getting major attention the summer of 2020, public awareness about the holiday continues to grow. And so in June 2021, Congress overwhelmingly passed a resolution establishing Juneteenth as the newest national holiday. President Biden would sign it into law on June 17th, 2021. Great nations don't ignore their most painful moments. They don't ignore those moments in the past. They embrace them. Great nations don't walk away. We come to terms with the mistakes we made. And remembering those moments, we begin to heal and grow stronger. Juneteenth is the first new federal holiday established since MLK Day was added back in 1983. Here are a few ways to commemorate the holiday this year, according to the Washington Post. Visit a local or national museum. Explore the history of slavery and Juneteenth through books, articles, or documentaries. And of course, search online to see if there's a celebration or commemoration in your community. To learn more about the history of this holiday, we've linked to a reading list for adults and kids in the show notes of this podcast. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Mo News Podcast. Jill and I will be back with a regular edition on Tuesday. Please remember to follow, subscribe, and review this podcast. Please also consider following my Instagram news account at Moshe at M-O-S-H-E-H. For now, this is Moshe wishing you a meaningful holiday.